and only when one of your own kind claims his daughter as their own, till death do they part, will the curse be broken. Hello, cassettes, and welcome. Welcome back to the Black Case Diaries. Hello. Hey. <laughs> welcome to 2022. Yeah. That's right. Oh my Have you missed us? We've been gone a oh. All year we've been gone. We really have. <laughs> yeah. We haven't done an episode for you guys all year. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Insane. How could we do that? I don't care what anyone says. That joke never gets old. It never does. Nope. It's it's, it's yeah. just like the CNX fall, you know? <laughs> it comes back every time. Yep. All right. It's 2022, if you forgot, and we are three old friends learning everything we can about movies and TV and hopefully teaching you in the process. I'm Adam. I'm Marcy. I'm Robin. Hooray. Hey. <laughs> yeah, we decided to change Woo! up our intro for 2022. New Year. New- yeah. oh. Did you guys notice? Well, that's because oh, we didn't no, actually do we that. Didn't. <laughs> it's the same. Because we're still us. Well, today's episode is actually a fan suggestion. <gasps> we asked Robin's sister, Becky. Hi, Becky. What hey. she would like us to cover for her birthday this month. Yeah, Ooh. she turned 26 this month. Oh, my Aww. goodness. I hope she's not mad for me saying her age. <laughs> You could, if she's upset, we'll bleep it out. All right. She chose the film Penelope, starring Christina Ricci and James McAvoy, because she feels that it has been looked at unfairly, especially by critics. Well, we love giving movies a second chance here at BCD. We are excited to talk about it, because it's great. Yeah. Yes. Premiering at the Toronto International Film Festival in 2006 and releasing two years later in the United States, Penelope was not exactly well-received. It currently has a 53% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Although critics liked the story's message, they turned up their noses (laughs) at this film and felt it was a bit all over the place. Penelope didn't break any box office records, but wasn't a flop either. For those who haven't seen it, it is a bit of a hidden gem, relegated to discount bins and free streaming services, just waiting to be discovered. It is. Yeah. It's just waiting to be discovered. Is it in our discount bins? No. Absolutely not. Because I looked in those (laughs) (laughs) to try to find it for this episode. Uh, We searched our local half price books yep local library yep it uh we were we really wanted to find the dvd because we wanted to see if there was audio commentary we wanted to see if there was behind the scenes footage something anything (laughs) so today we will get people talking about the girl born with a pig nose once again grab your brightly colored scarves because it's time to go exploring with Penelope. Yeah. Yay! So I had seen this movie before I watched it three times for this episode. <laughs> I had seen it once. Ah. Becky had shown it to me. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cute. But I don't think I appreciate it as much as I do now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcy had seen it a few times. I had. Yes. Yeah. I had seen it probably two or three this times. This is a Marcy movie. Yeah. This is... No, it's just one that I come back to every once in a this while. Is, yeah. <laughs> but Adam had never seen it. I had never, ever seen it, let alone yeah. heard of it. Yeah. And then when I looked it up, I had like a vague memory of it. Like maybe I saw some trailers for it or something like that back in the day. Mm-hmm. The The... Many, many years ago in the two thousand early two thousand. <laughs> but it was awesome. I I from the beginning I thought it was great. I honestly went into it with no expectations. Also like, oh, I don't you know, this might not be for me just mm-hmm. based on what it looks like mm-hmm. and it's the vibe it was given off. Yeah. But then like I kept recognizing actors as it went yeah. on and all this yes. stuff. And I was like, Wow, this is pretty great. And it ended up being extremely cute in a very sweet movie it was it was good i love the setting the aesthetic is really fun quirky Mm -hmm. interesting lots of bright bright colors and you know it's a really ambiguous setting Mm -hmm. yeah you have no idea where it is (laughs) yeah right the united states of england (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly so sometimes we set out to make an episode on a film and have a difficult time finding information Penelope is one of those movies that proved to be a challenge in the research department. So we've decided to review the story and give our thoughts on why it deserves another look. So we're going to just kind of go through the movie. 
Screenwriter Leslie Cavaney put together the story to flip the script on the traditional Beauty and the Beast format. She said, We have enough stories that prove once again that women will love men no matter what and accept them for all their flaws. So I thought we could use a switching of the gender there. So here's the story of Penelope with some making of information mixed in. Penelope begins like any fairy tale film should, with narration. <laughs> we first hear the voice of Penelope played by Christina Ricci. Ricci is known for her offbeat characters, gaining popularity as Wednesday Adams in The Adams Family in 1991 and as Cat in the 1996 film Casper. She is still a prominent TV and film actress. I thought she was very good in this too. Mm-hmm. I think she fit the role very well. Yeah. I don't want to say that she was like typecast as, oh, we have to have like this quirky, weird person because it's a, a girl with a pig nose. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's going to grow up weird, obviously. You know, I don't want to say that was exactly what happened. Yeah. But she did fit that role very well. Yeah. I feel like she and Catherine O'Hara mm-hmm. are a great pairing because yes. they're yeah. both actors that often end up in kind of these offbeat stories and movies and yes. things like that. Ricci didn't have to audition for Penelope and was instead approached by Reese Witherspoon for the part. The two women had been friends for years, and Ricci said she was quite flattered that Reese thought of her for the role. Nice. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon was the executive producer for the movie, so she made a lot of choices like that. Ricci as Penelope tells the audience about a curse placed on her family when an ancestor impregnated one of the house servants and subsequently abandoned her. The woman then committed suicide, which inspired her mother, the town witch, of course. I know, right? <laughs> of all the people. Of yeah. To seek revenge by cursing the family thusly. The next Wilhelm girl would be born with the face of a pig. The curse would only be broken when one of her kind, a high society blue blood, learned to love her as she was. Yeah. It it's really intriguing. <laughs> uh, you know, we hear this story, a very sad story, obviously. They. He tells his family, I'm going to marry her, mm-hmm. and she's pregnant. The family's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Good one. <laughs> You're not actually going to do that. Yeah. And so he, I guess, you know, tells her, and then she commits suicide. And then the town witch shows up at the house and s- just yells to the sky, yeah. oh, this is your curse. <laughs> I don't know how anybody knew about the curse besides the witch. Because she didn't tell anybody. That's yeah. a good point. The curse. It was, it was dark. It was. <laughs> yeah, she just was like. Nobody was there. That's the curse, everyone. And they're all inside eating dinner. Like, they don't know. She bragged to the other villagers, like, you know what I just did? <laughs> did you yeah. know, Did you hear what did I did to the Wilhelms? It's going to take a few years, probably, but. Uh, yeah, but. Yeah. When it would, happens. Yeah. Who would have thought how many years? Though? Yeah. Because it was she, like 10 generations later. Yeah. You know. Penelope is very lucky, I think, mm. that it happened so much time after. Yes. Because oh, yeah. if it had happened like the... in the time period of the witch, they yeah. probably would have just killed her. I mm-hmm. agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. I'm not the one who ran, mother. Well, of course they run, dear. When you spring yourself at them like that. Do you think I showed your father my mole on our third date? No, dear. No, I had the good sense to wait until after we were married. I didn't show him my mole, mother. I showed him my face. Flash forward to the modern day as a young British aristocrat attempts to woo Penelope through a two-way mirror. Penelope's mother and hired matchmaker watch through surveillance cameras as Penelope reveals her face to the man, prompting him to run. Yeah, he squeals and gets on out of there. Yeah, as fast as he can. (laughs) Here we see Penelope's face for the first time. A relatively cute pig nose that in no way makes Richie look ugly. This detail upset critics as Penelope's ugliness is a significant plot point. Stephen Holden of the New York Times said of the film, The movie's fundamental flaws begin with Penelope's appearance. She is supposed to be so hideous that potential suitors dive out of the windows of her family's London mansion at the first sight of her. People were really hung up on this. Mm -hmm. This was a plot point that everybody complained about. Yeah. That she wasn't ugly enough, which I think is really interesting. It is very interesting. Yeah, because to, to be honest, 
somebody born with an animal face, even mm-hmm. if they're as cute as Penelope, they still right. Yeah, it would still be kind of shocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. it, it would still be kind of I mean, weird. The the new show Sweet Tooth on Netflix yeah. even points to all of this and and what can happen when people are afraid of something new or different yeah. like that. And I think even if it's not that ugly, it's still I I believe people would still run from it. Right? They might run. I don't. I mean, I think the jumping out of windows is an over exaggeration. Yeah. But I feel like it just added to the comedic effect of the movie. I mm-hmm. think it was yeah. just kind of a comedic. I yeah. yeah. I, I think there are two ways you could look at it, though. One, you could say that it's she's not ugly enough, and it takes mm-hmm. it takes you out of it. Or you could say that all of these suitors that mm-hmm. they're trying to get her with are so assholey mm-hmm. that yeah. any little flaw would make them right. run away like run. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're so She vain. doesn't have to be so... She's not hideous, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But in their stupid, stuck-up minds, she is. Right. The, yeah. I think it's just mostly to show you how yeah. awful they are. Like right. that's kind of that's, in a yeah, quick absolutely. succinct way. It's yeah. like mm-hmm. here you yeah. go. Yeah, and and that's further proved by the fact that when society sees her, they are not afraid of her. Right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine if she had actually looked horrifying? Mm. It, it wouldn't have the same yeah, effect. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be the same It'd be a different kind of movie, yeah. I think. Ah, but more on those reviews and stuff later. Yeah. <laughs> Penelope was Mark Polanski's directorial debut previously assisting on films like pearl harbor the amityville horror and the island it's quite the Uh, switch up yeah yeah did a lot of different stuff reese witherspoon chose polanski for the movie after seeing his work polanski felt it was essential to use a prosthetic that didn't cover up christina ritchie's face so she could still emote there was a range of noses that they could have chosen from so a hideous option was available. Richie felt that having an animal nose was bad enough. Making the character ugly would be adding insult to injury. According to her, like when we see her as a baby briefly, mm-hmm. yeah. before they show her face, she has pig ears too. Yes, yes. she does. We never see her ears again, obviously, because <laughs> she's got long hair. Mm-hmm. But you could, I guess, Assume that they may still be pig ears under there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has pig ears. She just hides them under her hair because yeah. she's so, even at home, she's so ashamed. Yeah. She hides as much as she can. Yeah. Yes. The pig prosthetic took an hour and a half to put on, and Richie couldn't speak during the process. The actor told Cinema Blend that this was difficult for her, as she's a self-proclaimed compulsive talker. She <laughs> <laughs> just wants to talk about what's happening in the room or something. Yeah. yeah. Just, I feel like it's kind of like when you go to the dentist, actually. Oh, my gosh. Because, yeah, you can't talk while they're messing in your mouth. Even when they ask you questions. Yeah, yeah it feels so rude to not talk to the person that yes. is working on you. Mm-hmm. So it's you just feel so weird about it. Yeah. <laughs> this scene also introduces Catherine O'Hara, as Penelope's mother, Jessica, a vain and uppity woman intent on finding a man to break the curse while keeping Penelope in the shadows. The only reason I don't hate her is because she's Catherine O'Hara. (laughs) Right, right. I think if any other actress had played this part, I probably would have really hated this character. (laughs) You would have just written her off as an awful mother and that was it. She's (laughs) not great. Yeah. Yeah. And you know... At the beginning of the movie, it almost seems like everyone's in on it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of doing this, trying to get to this goal together. But yeah. as the movie goes on, you start to see that it's really just her, and she's the only one who cares immensely yeah. Yeah. of her own reputation mm-hmm. based on the way people perceive right. Penelope. That's probably another reason why I don't hate her as much as mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. want to. Yeah. It's just that I think that she is a woman in high society. She knows how awful the world can be. The world can be really terrible to people and women in general mm-hmm. who are in the spotlight and yes. you're constantly scrutinized. Uh, her daughter has a pig nose. So, yeah. you know, there is 
There right. is this k- kind of, I think, a little, a little bit of a protection, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit of a level of, you know, I don't want people to treat you like garbage. Right. But she goes way too far and yeah. then <laughs> goes ahead and treats her daughter like garbage a little bit. It, mm-hmm. She was trying to be nice about it by saying like, oh, you are not your nose. Mm-hmm. You are in there. And yeah. The real you is there and you're great right. or whatever. But mm-hmm. your nose is hideous and everyone will hate you for it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's yeah. Like, and it's your great great grandfather's. Oh answer. yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine O'Hara is a much loved comedic actress, recently winning an Emmy for her role as Moira Rose in the acclaimed series Shits Creek. Jessica fills the role of the overprotective guardian that shields the protagonist from the outside world under the guise of having Penelope's best interests at heart. <laughs> in fairy tale terms, think of her as a mother Gothel from Tangled. Except without the, like... <laughs> the added benefit that she gets the, from... Right, that yes. benefit and um, the kidnapping. Yeah, mm. she's not kidnapping mm-hmm. either. Yeah. Jessica makes Penelope's curse all about herself, bursting into crocodile tears at the prospect of Penelope not finding her suitor. <gasps> Collective <gasps> gasp. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jessica's so-called suffering only makes Penelope feel guilt and shame, even though she had nothing to do with the way she was born and has no control over how people will perceive her. Yeah, her mom may say things like, oh, it's not your fault. But then her breaking down into tears in front of her daughter because a man just ran out of the house is, it's so, just, it really makes Penelope feel guilty. Like, she's gonna feel shamed. Right. For making her mom cry. Yeah. yeah. She didn't do anything wrong. She yeah. just, you know, has a, this is just the way she is. Because she doesn't say it, but but Jessica obviously blames Penelope, or at least subconsciously blames Penelope for not living the lavish life she was used to before they had her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there's later in the movie when they finally go out to a play with yeah. her, like, supposed suitor's parents. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, why don't we go out anymore? This was so lovely. And then mm-hmm. the dad has to remind her, because we had Penelope. We had an ugly daughter, is what yeah. he says. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the very beginning, when they show the birth, like, yeah. kind of scene, yes. it it's very clear because Penelope says... They welcomed all the press mm-hmm. and all the because they right, thought right. That this was going to be a great thing for their yeah. image. Image, yeah. yes, thank you. And it it wasn't what they expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> here is the thing that happens mm-hmm. when you are not what people expect you to be, mm-hmm. but you have no control over it. Uh, they still make you feel guilty about it. They will. They'll make you feel guilty. They'll make you feel shameful. And this is a very important part of the story yeah that that her mom does this (laughs) oh i know it's not your fault no i mean especially how long have they been doing it you know seven years they say yeah Yeah. like fucking Mm -hmm. you're not you're not used to this by now (laughs) (laughs) how many men have we gone through you had to fix the window how many times yeah exactly exactly all like seven years finding that many guys i know I know. Where are they coming from? This is a fantasy world. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, that's why they I, never say it's point. London. <laughs> I wonder I wonder if they like how long do Penelope and her potential suitors talk mm. before mm. she reveals herself to them? Because oh. if they, they talk for quite a while, mm-hmm. you could have less guys over yeah, a longer time. That's true. They did kind of just speed it up later on. Like, yeah. Shortly after this sequence, the film introduces Peter Dinklage as a story-hungry reporter named Lemon, hell-bent on exposing the story of the Wilhelm baby born with a pig face. In response, Jessica fakes Penelope's death, then buries and cremates her to ensure that no one would ever ask about her again. Goodness gracious. (laughs) She, like, goes... This this sequence is pretty funny. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, they fake the baby's death, then they're at the funeral, like they're at the burial grounds, mm-hmm. and Peter Dinklage is there with a shovel. Standing yeah, in the background. Literally just standing in the like, background. Like, I'm going to dig up. Yes. I'm going to dig up that coffin. Yes. Just, just letting so you, know. you know. With like, a I'm, patch. I'm, I'm here. Yeah. With I've a got patch, the shovel. With yeah. a patch on his eye because. She whacked him. She had, yeah, like 
stabbed him in the eye when yeah, he tried to get a photo. Yeah, because he was hiding in her closet. He was in her house, yeah. Yes. Something. I was like, yeah, I'd do the same thing. Yeah, he thing. definitely went way That's too far. That's your fault. Yes. <laughs> Peter Dinklage is possibly best known for playing Tyrion Lannister on Game of Thrones, which earned him several Emmy Awards. He's also appeared in Elf from 2003 and X-Men Days of Future Past from 2014. After the suitor runs, we see a montage of suitors jumping through windows to escape the horror of Penelope's face. We learn that until today, the Wilherns had been able to keep Penelope's condition a secret through gag orders, but now a troubled man is headed to the police station to report seeing a hideous pig woman. Yes. And like more than that, he's like, this was a monster. Yeah. It tried to it tried to eat me. Yeah. Like yeah. he was so beyond yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. He Edward, he is the latest suitor. He gets away, he runs to the police station, fangs and a snout oh, and yeah. all of that stuff. All I don't the, know why he reacted in such I, a way. I don't know either. Yeah. He's horrible. He's a he terrible like, person. Yeah. He's like, this is an actual Grimm's fairy tale. Like, yeah, this <laughs> is an actual, in. this is wow. <laughs> I'm not mad. Why will no one believe me? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on there, Victor. I believe that man is with me. After the local paper reports that Edward, Penelope's suitor, is having a mental breakdown and claiming to see a pig-faced woman, the man demands that the paper print a retraction. As security escorts Edward out, Lemon invites him into his van, where they too hatch a plan to expose Penelope. Edward is too scared to face Penelope again, so the men hunt down Max Campion, a blue-blood gambling addict, and offer him five grand to get a photo of Penelope. Yeah, all they want is a photo of her Mm -hmm. so that they can prove that Edward is one, not crazy, and... Lemon can finally have his story. Yep. They're willing to pay five grand to whoever, you know, will do it. Mm-hmm. But Max Campion is their best best bet because he's this blue blood that has gambled away all of his family's money. Right. Mm. Enter James McAvoy, the love interest of the story. McAvoy is a Scottish actor famous for portraying Charles Xavier in the X-Men films and Mr. Tumnus in The Chronicles of Narnia from 2005. Mm. Everyone remembers that. Mr. Tumnus. Right around the same time here. Christina Ricci said that McAvoy is a talented actor and an excellent screen partner, and working with him was a great experience. He seems like an incredibly nice guy. Yeah. In all of the interviews and stuff that he's in. (laughs) In an interview... McAvoy broke down his character by saying that he's just as trapped as Penelope, and the characters inspire each other to grow and change. McAvoy, as Max Campion, gets rigged up in a coat that will discreetly take a photo of Penelope when she reveals herself. He heads into some sort of group interview with other suitors. When his camera jacket malfunctions, Max dives behind the couch to fix it. Unfortunately for his mission, But fortunately for the plot, Penelope reveals herself just as Max is hiding. The other men run screaming from the house, but Max stays behind, making Penelope and the family think he already saw her face and didn't run like the others. That camera rig, though, man. Yeah. Like, it's so silly. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <Yeah. laughs> Just raise one of your arms. <laughs> it's a shame his camera's so loud, too. Yeah. Because it was obvious that a picture was taken when he, he, she was, like, standing in front of him. Mm-hmm. Right. And but, like, like, she, like, doesn't get that. I don't think yeah. she understood yeah, that a maybe, photo was taken. Maybe yeah. not. But Penelope returns to her hidden room to speak with Max, and the two begin to fall in love. During their first conversation, Max admits that he tried to steal a book because he thought it could be worth a lot of money. Penelope then tells him that there are 300 first editions worth over $50,000. 300 times 50,000 is 15 million. 
the budget for the film. Yay! Oh, cute! That's pretty cool. Cute coincidence. Yeah! Intrigued by Penelope and still hoping to earn his five grand, Max promises to return the next day. Yeah, I think at this point he's already, okay, this is interesting. Yeah. It's kind of fun. I'm enjoying this. Yeah. I mean, he's a lonely gambling fool, so yeah. it's not yeah. like, you know, the pro- I mean, the not just the prospect of the money, but I mean, she sounds cute, mm-hmm. maybe. He's thinking like, yeah, he doesn't at the know. very least. Mm-hmm. Penelope, come on. Eh? Come on, you got to get out of there sometime. Right? As Max returns to Penelope, we see a delightful sequence where McAvoy badly plays several instruments as Penelope tries to figure out what instrument his is. The couple plays chess, and Max tries to convince her to show herself. Finally, Penelope steps out of her room to play piano with Max. He's shocked when he sees her face and attempts to touch her nose. But when he hears the camera take the photo, he recoils, leading Penelope to believe that she repulses him. I think you might be right then. Maybe only he hears it and the audience hears it. Yeah, I don't think she heard the camera because she immediately assumes that he recoiled because because he couldn't bear to to touch it. But really, it was just because he heard the camera and he was, I think, kind of ashamed. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, oh my God, you know, like what, what? what am I doing here? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, you're just this uh, This is person. a human being yeah. that I really like, yeah. actually. Yeah. And I think just because she was so focused on what his reaction would be and what yeah. he thinks of her, she totally, like, you know, you get in that headspace and you just can't, you yeah. you're not going to hear a small shutter click. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this scene, Penelope's mother, Jessica, discovers Max is working with Lemon. Although he does not intend to give him the photo after seeing Penelope's face, Max confronts Penelope, trying to explain himself. But Penelope surprises him by showing how little she cares about his motives and her happiness. She's willing to settle to break the curse. Yeah, this is one of those moments where you think that she's going to be super mad yeah. and super angry that he was going to sell her photo. But she's so jaded and she doesn't care and doesn't even really believe in love at all Yeah, that she, you know, he comes running back in. He's like, no, wait, because his, mo- his mom is shouting, he's a spy, he's a spy. And he's like, yeah, but, but I can explain. But, yeah. And she's just kind of like, I don't care. Yeah. It was really unexpected mm-hmm. watching it the first time because I totally expected her to just like hide again or be yeah. like, continue to be like, oh, I hate you. You hate me. That kind of thing. Yeah. Definitely not. It's it's one of those interesting things because you know you have those romantic comedies where you take the ugly duckling, mm-hmm. right? Let's say she's mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. You take the ugly duckling and you make a bet. Oh, can we turn her hot? You right. know, and then they fall in love and then she finds out at the end and she's very, very upset. Yeah. And it's because that character in that movie might have been a quote unquote ugly duckling, mm-hmm. but that character still liked themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had enough respect yes. for themselves. Yeah. Both ways. Before they were a pretty, yeah. you know, whatever and, and Exactly. Before. Exactly. But in, in this case, she has very little self respect. And yeah. so she doesn't care. She honestly it's like she's like, oh whatever. I mean mm-hmm. just marry me. Maybe yeah. I'll, I'll maybe I'll become beautiful and then, you know, yeah. it's all worth it. <laughs> Penelope delivers a heartbreaking marriage proposal, telling Max that he will break the curse if he accepts her and she will be like anyone else. Max asks what would happen if the curse can't be broken, and Penelope says, "Then I'll kill myself. I promise I will." Upon hearing this, Max declares he can't marry her. And he's forced out before he can explain. You know, when I first, it just happened, I was like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Man, don't yeah. run now. But thinking about it after, I think that may have been the right move. Oh, yeah. Because mm. in his, at least in his mind, because if he, obviously he didn't want her to kill herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he, Thinking or or knowing that he couldn't give her what she wanted, he may right. not have broken the curse or couldn't break the curse. Yeah, 
then she would have killed herself. Yeah. Like you can't. So the, yeah. the only logical, the, the surefire way to make sure that she doesn't do that is to not even try, is to leave. Mm-hmm. This is a really sad scene. Mm-hmm. This is very, yeah. very sad. Yeah. And I think it's another one of those parts of the movie that makes it very underrated because yeah. this is such a, a heartbreaking moment, very mm-hmm. complex idea. You know, she says she has, she has so little love for herself mm-hmm. that she honestly believes that while she has the pig nose, she is worthless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, you know, she's telling him, like, oh, well, it'll break and then and then I'll be worth something to you. You know, yeah. then yeah. then it will be it'll all be worth it at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, she doesn't really like, like I said, she's not really doesn't really believe in love yeah. anyway. She just really wants a normal life because this is what she's been told is the mm-hmm. the goal yeah. ultimately. And I think even if he could have broken it, which we'll talk about that later, mm-hmm. I, he still should have said no. Yeah. Yeah. The the whole conversation is so upsetting. Yes. This would be a terrible, terrible way mm-hmm. to start a relationship. Yeah. It would be horrible. It would be. Uh, you know, on a foundation of something like that. Yeah, it's terrible to to continue or to encourage that mindset from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, what an incredible amount of pressure that would be on yes. him. Right? So it's terrible for both parties. You know, let's get to know each other better. Let's get to know each other more. You know, Mm -hmm. let's, you need to know that, you know, I'll marry you because I actually love you. Right. Uh, You need to know that, though. Mm -hmm. Right. And imagine in an alternate universe where he does marry her here Mm -hmm. and the curse does still break. Mm -hmm. What what then? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What what do they start over? And, And like, it only worked. Now she's worth something, yeah. and the mom was right the whole time. Yeah. And you know mm-hmm. this whole—it just feels so sour that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Just, yeah. Even yep. though the curse is broken, even though they got what they wanted, quote unquote, mm-hmm. it just feels so wrong at that point for yeah. it, for it to happen at this point. Yeah, it's just it. it the scene shows just uh, at that point how much they are both not ready mm-hmm. to be in a relationship. No. That, yes, that exactly. That is very much like yes. they are not ready. Yep. That they are not ready for each other and at I, this point. I think this scene in particular is why this needs to be a second chance movie because mm-hmm. honestly you should watch it twice uh, mm-hmm. or or more because I think each time there's more that gets layered especially into this scene after you've seen the movie. Yeah, like I said, I had to think about it. Yeah. Afterward, yep. like yeah. It, after it just happened, I was like, "Where are you going? Like, yeah. this feels terrible. Why are you? She's, you know. Why are you running yeah. off? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't run now. You're... But it was totally the right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and first watching it, you you don't true. I feel like I didn't understand what was going on in mm-hmm. this scene. Yeah, it happens and quick. Yeah, yeah, and you're just kind of in shock as to what happened, and so a second watching definitely. Right, and and like we said at the beginning of this this little discussion is like we're so taken aback by her reaction yeah. to the yeah. situation, yeah, because we expect her from all of our our experience <laughs> of other rom coms, mm-hmm. yeah, we expect her to be upset with him, mm-hmm. yeah, but she's not, and that's no. just so bizarre of a reaction that we're still reeling from that yeah. before before the rest of it even happens. Yeah, Penelope, what the hell were you thinking? Did anyone see you yet? No, Mom, no. Good, good. Where are you? We'll come and get you. I'm just calling to say that I love you and goodbye. Penelope, don't! With Penelope at her all-time low, Jessica wants to continue looking for suitors. So Penelope breaks out of the house to explore the outside world. Her mom takes tens, I mean, (sighs) she turns right around. Oh, because she really did think Max was going to be it. Yeah. And he runs off. And so she, her mom turns right around. Oh, we'll just start doing A, B, C, D. And Penelope's like, I'm done with this. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing yeah, this anymore. She doesn't yeah. notice how vastly more devastated Penelope is mm-hmm. this time. Yeah. yeah. Like this one almost happened. Yeah. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I do want to rewind for a second to the beginning of when, when she meets Max with all these guys. I actually really liked the part where she just is like, 
you know, her mom sets this whole thing about we're going to go through all these guys one by one or whatever. Yep. But she's like, hey. She just comes room. out. Yeah. Like, what's up? And they Saves all leave. all of them all the time. Yeah. It's yes. like, what a waste of time that would have been. And I really <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> no. It would be madness. Yeah. To ask her to just suck it up and try to woo another guy. Like, are you out of your mind? She was there. Yeah. She heard Penelope say that mm-hmm. to him. That she and she still herself. doesn't care. Like, she's yeah. still, yeah. The outside world for Penelope is a timeless and placeless version of London, populated with a mixture of American and British people. Production designer Amanda MacArthur developed an urban storybook landscape with locations like the Clover Deli Pub, which is actually the Crown and Scepter Pub in London. Nice. Yeah. Here is where Penelope meets Annie, Reese Witherspoon's character. This film was Reese Witherspoon's first as a lead producer and actress. Annie helps Penelope experience life until she accidentally reveals herself as the Penelope from all the newspapers. In the background, we've got Lemon printing stories (laughs) about Penelope, the pig-faced girl. Yeah, because I believe at this point, has she already given him the pictures or not Not yet? yet. Not Not yet. yet. Okay. But they've got the police sketch out at Mm -hmm. this point. I know that. Armed with her mother's credit card and an adorable cobblestone scarf, Penelope finds housing, makes friends, and essentially thrives. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For weeks. Yeah, for weeks. Of course, it takes her parents almost no time to locate her since she's using their money. Lemon and Edward are still willing to pay five grand for a photo of Penelope, and since she loses her income, she decides to sell her own image to them for a profit. Uh Aha. Yeah. When Penelope calls the pair to make the offer, Peter Dinklage's Lemon has the most visible character development of anyone in the film in the shortest amount of time. One moment he wants to expose Penelope, the next he realizes the harm he has caused by treating her as a monster. Yeah, it's so subtle, but yet so profound. Peter Dinklage is a really good actor. Yeah. So he does this scene perfectly. Yeah. And it's really, this is another reason why the movie is underrated. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, he he picks up the phone. She's like, I'm going to sell my own photo. And he's just like, oh, like, why? And she said, why do you care? You know, you're going to get your freak. And he says, Mm -hmm. "Uh, uh, nobody said anything about a, a freak. Yeah. And then that's, you know, it, it kind but, of yeah. ma- makes him realize what he's done. Yeah, that's that's what he's created, mm-hmm. whether intentionally or not, yeah. by trying to expose her. Yeah. He's made her feel like she's being treated like a freak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's a journalist. You know, this is a yeah. silly, goofy movie, <laughs> but he's a journalist, and journalists are supposed to minimize harm when they're mm-hmm. reporting, and he realizes that he has done the opposite of that. He is probably made her life so much more difficult, Mm -hmm. especially because, you know, he's part of the reason that her mom faked her death and all of those other things. And even if he doesn't know that, I mean. And and the thing is, if he had gotten, let's say that that her parents didn't care that she had a pig face and she was just Mm -hmm. led to be a regular kid. I think if he had gotten his picture then, he would have made it like, wow, they have a pig child. Isn't mm-hmm. that crazy? Wow, look at this family. Yep. Shun these yeah. rich people now, right? But because so much time has passed mm-hmm. and she kind of seems more real to him because she talked to him on the phone mm-hmm. and then eventually does see her picture, Yeah, he realizes that yeah. she's a real person yeah. and not just something to be amazed or scared of yeah the moment he sees the pictures when he says you know we don't maybe we it's fine that we know yeah yeah maybe yeah. we don't need to tell everyone tell else everybody. which can we talk about that for a second the photos mm-hmm. she goes to just this <laughs> oh. little you know oh, booth uh... where you make three faces and it, it prints out these little cards and then when peter dinklage has it on his desk he has these full Zoom like enhanced. eight and a half by eleven pictures high res high res (laughs) he hacked into the jpeg files of that photo booth maybe teeny little photo booth dude oh my god (laughs) to get these big yeah gigantic photos i know they would not look that nice no they would not Mm -mm. those were like production photos (laughs) just as penelope declares her independence from her mother Max willingly walks away from the poker table. Both characters take massive steps toward their freedom and well-being, 
utterly independent of each other. This flips another romance trope on its head. Instead of bettering themselves for each other, they focus on their individual happiness. Mm-hmm. Yes, they fix themselves first. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then when they come together, spoilers for later, <laughs> but like, you know. He's a love interest. Right. Yeah, it's a rom-com. They, yeah. <laughs> but the nice thing is they are now complete humans. Yep. Yes. And they can then build a relationship together and yes. it's so much stronger and better yes. for it. Right. Mm-hmm. And he just stops gambling. Yep. Yep. Like, he just stops. Yep. He just walks out. He doesn't do it for her. He Mm-mm. does it for himself. Yeah, because at this point, yeah. he doesn't think he's ever going to see her again. No. Yeah. He, all he says is that he was inspired by her. Yeah. That was when it. he heard the story of how she had come out on her own and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. She just did it. He's he like, just, I'm done. It's really hard to do something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly hard. I mean, yeah. maybe the movie makes it look a little too easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he fixed himself. He was inspired by her, but. Yeah, it but... helped, but he, he was the one who actually had to take the step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was a great realization because he's sitting at the poker table with very few chips left, mm-hmm. and the dealer switches out, right? But back to a previous dealer, and he's like, didn't you just leave? He's like, I sure did. I went home and I had dinner and had a beautiful eight hours of sleep mm-hmm. and then sent my kids to school and here I am, yeah. which means he gambled literally all night mm-hmm. yep. and it was the realization like, this has got to stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is where, the, you know, it was, that was the moment that made him go, okay. okay. Yeah. I think <laughs> like, there's a problem. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. I think talking to Penelope also helped him realize that he was in a prison now, I love that he goes to, like, rekindle his piano playing and all that stuff. Yeah. He does a lot of good. They're not running. After Penelope's parents track her down, Penelope has an episode, fainting at the pub and waking in a hospital room. Here she discovers that word has gotten out and the public is not afraid of her. They love her. Remember that issue the critics had with the film, the detail that Penelope isn't ugly at all, yet men would fling themselves out of windows to get away from her? It turns out only high society, well-bred bluebloods are the ones who do that. Maybe the film exaggerated their reactions to prove that perspective is essential and that tradition and bias can lead us to fear things we shouldn't. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. They're just Mm -hmm. so stuck up. Mm -hmm. They're such assholes that it doesn't matter that she's not really ugly. And and it's funny. I don't know if we mentioned, but as she's out and about, she has her scarf up the whole time. Yes. So so technically she's still hiding from people, but she's just out experiencing life without showing her whole face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's why she ends up fainting because it doesn't look that cold. Mm-hmm. It might be chilly. Yeah. People have coats on, but it's not like and middle she, of winter. She saw her parents, and she's running, and so she's having yeah, trouble that too. breathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she would have really thrived during COVID. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Nobody would ever have seen her nose. That's nope. right. Penelope's popularity now poses a problem for Edward, as he has spent the entire film telling everyone that Penelope is grotesque and should be locked away. Edward's father angrily tells him that he needs to fix his mistake to put his name back in good standing. So, Edward decides to propose to Penelope. This I drives me crazy. Yeah. I understand why his dad told him to do it. Like, this is how you fix it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that makes sense from their perspective. But what I cannot understand is like, well, I guess the mom is just so beyond... She just wants the curse broken. She's still yeah. terrible. She's yeah. so beyond it. But yeah. like literally, Edward said to the press that she's awful and needs to be locked up yeah. or something. He says something yeah. like that. Yep, she right? should be locked. That thing should be locked. That's away. right. Yeah. Everyone, all, like it's been presumably at least a few weeks. Everyone loves mm-hmm. Penelope. Mm-hmm. She's all over the place. She's really popular. The public loves her. But then this guy goes, she's horrible and needs to be locked up blah blah like like that's news like Mm -hmm. that was all reporters he said that to how is anyone buying it yeah that he's like time to marry her yeah exactly i do not i do not get it nobody would yeah like did you not hear what he just said yeah Yeah. (sighs) it's terrible Mm. 
Jessica, Penelope's mother, brings her daughter down again. She tells Penelope that she doesn't have friends. She has fans, and everyone only sees her as a talking pig. The only way to fix that is for her to marry Edward, so Penelope reluctantly accepts. Ugh, vomit. She has already, she's already starting to accept herself. Yeah. Because of yeah. all of these people yeah. who are like, no, you're fine. Yeah. Um, Reese Witherspoon and the and the barkeep. Yes, the barkeep who, who slides a beer to her and she just lets it fall. <laughs> she doesn't catch it. You're, you're supposed it's, to catch it. It's great. <laughs> After seeing the proposal in the papers, Lemon checks in with Max Campion for an armed robbery story he heard from a colleague. However, it turns out that Max Campion is actually the hilarious, lovely, and adorable Nick Frost. Those are all. A- Objective ways to describe him, um, <laughs> by the way, so don't come at us about it. Yeah, exactly. I really, really like Nick Frost, and I really liked seeing him in this movie. Yeah. He's great. It he's so he's so cute, and I love it when he just is in a movie for a few seconds or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He has a killer American accent. I thought yeah, his American accent was really good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Lemon discovers that James McAvoy is playing Johnny Martin the son of a plumber and former musician who fell victim to gambling addiction. Lemon just thought he was Max Campion because of a misunderstanding. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so earlier in the movie, he came into the bar, asked for Max Campion, got pointed in a general direction, just assumed for some reason that this guy, Johnny Martin, was Max Campion, and when Johnny Martin heard the five grand, he went, "Uh, yeah, I'll do your thing. Yep. For you? Sure. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lemon tracks down Johnny and asks him why he won't stop Edward from marrying Penelope. This is where the audience finally discovers that he turned down Penelope because he cannot break the curse, thus not giving her what she wants. So he lets Penelope marry Edward. Yeah. This is a nice little scene yeah. with Peter Dinklage and... And James McAvoy, and he's like, well, why don't you just marry her? Yeah. You know? You got along with the best. You clearly like her. Yeah. And he's like, I can. I'm not a blue blood. She wants the curse broken. That's what she wants. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want to be with somebody that she loves. She wants to, that's that's all she wants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so. And the biggest bummer is like before the marriage or before Edward even proposes, Mm -hmm. it seems like that's not what she wants anymore. If Edward hadn't proposed, I think she would have been totally fine. She, she would have continued to live a pretty happy life with her newfound friends who yeah. are actually friends and not just fans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what yep. a horrible thing for her yeah. mom to say. Seriously. They just Ugh. see you as a talking pig. Ugh, God, that's what she sees her as, mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah. Attempting to undo the harm he's caused, Lemon tries to stop the wedding by telling Jessica and Wanda, the matchmaker, about the whole scheme and Edward's involvement. Wanda pleads with Jessica, begging her to stop the wedding now that they know why Max, or Johnny, said no because he had to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is big information. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Jessica refuses, rejecting another chance at redemption for her character. The only thing Jessica cares about is the curse, and not Penelope herself. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. several moments in this movie Jessica has a chance to redeem herself. And this is a really big moment right here where yeah. she knows, one, that Edward was exploiting Penelope, trying to, playing with her feelings yeah. in an attempt to get this photo. Yeah, just to save his reputation. Yeah, to save his reputation. So, so now she knows that about Edward, so he does not care about Penelope, actually. Mm-hmm. And that is the crazy the crazy thing that they're not even considering at this point. Yeah. The curse said it, they need to like love and accept them as their own, not just, just marry, marry each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. It's not the same thing. It yeah. is no, not it. the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So it is a little weird that that's whatever. She goes, oh, yeah, he doesn't love her at all. This will totally still work. The, the curse will still break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of a weird. In dreams. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, and this isn't the only time she has that chance. And it's crazy that yeah. it takes her. Well, I guess she never really does. She never redeems herself no. in nope. time. The other one that I find crazy is when Penelope runs away for the first time, yes. right? Yes. And mm-hmm. her father is calling the police or 
anyone. It's like, where's Penelope? We need to find my daughter. And she's like hanging up on the phones for him and taking them off the wall mm -hmm. because she doesn't want people to know that she's even out there. She's say she's so worried. She's like, she's out there being seen. Yeah. Not that she's lost and could mm -hmm. be hurt. Nope. Yep. Is that the most ridiculous thing ever? Please, we are one yes away from a whole new life. A whole new you. But I don't want a whole new me, mother. Sweetheart, please. Please. I like myself the way I am. During the wedding vows, Penelope rejects Edward, realizing she can't marry someone she doesn't love just to break a curse. Thank goodness. Yeah, oh my God. Woo. Jessica chases Penelope back into the house, begging her to go through with the wedding. Finally, Penelope declares that she doesn't want to change because she accepts herself as she is. Yes. Perfect. You'll be a whole new Penelope. You'll have a whole new life. In a great twist, again, these two characters, Penelope and Johnny, fixing themselves, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she rejects Edward. For the reason. Yeah, he... Yeah. He doesn't, like, swoop in and, and say, like, nope. I object. You no. know, he doesn't save the day. Yeah. Nope. He's not even... He didn't even go. Nope. Yep. He was just going to let it happen because yeah. he thought that's what she wants. So. Yep. yep. So she saves it herself. Yeah, she yeah. saves herself. Because yep. she finally believes in her own self-worth. A rush of wind and magic knocks Penelope down, and she touches her face to find that the curse has been lifted. It turns out that one of her kind could be herself. She lifts the curse by loving who she is, independent of anyone else. She can't be herself. Yeah. yeah, a lot of these stories where, you know, like we're tangled and, you know, frozen, these, these fairy tales, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the time there is somebody or something that is making the protagonist feel that they are wrong. Mm -hmm. in some way just for existing yeah and then when they break free and then have chance to leave or experience the world they mm -hmm. kind of gain an understanding of themselves and acceptance of themselves and so this is this is one of those stories yeah done in one of the best ways yeah i've oh, yeah. ever it's seen really yeah. really well done christina ritchie said in an interview you always fear when you're making a movie that has a moral to the story, that people are going to reject the idea of being taught a lesson. Or you worry that people are going to somehow feel that they're being talked down to, or that it's cheesy to make a movie that's about self-acceptance. Yeah, you can be kind of... I could see why you would be kind of worried about that, especially yeah. because this movie wasn't well-received. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people, when they see that's the moral, the moral is to love yourself, People were like, yeah, that is super cheesy. It's che cheesy because it's common and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Just because it's cheesy doesn't mm -hmm. mean it's that apparent, honestly. Yeah. To everyone. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, we all know that it's nicer to love ourselves. Yeah. We all know that. Can we all practice it? No. No. It takes nope. years mm -hmm. of therapy yeah. <laughs> and other things that we need. Mm -hmm. You know, this is actually a very difficult thing for a character to do. I'll tell you what, you can call it cheesy, but cheese is delicious. <laughs> I love cheese. Okay? Cheese goes so well on everything. Yeah. So you can look at something like this, and even though you can say it's cheesy, it's yeah. still heartfelt yeah. way it's, to do right. it. It's not like being told. It's just witnessing somebody do it. And, and it's, it's amazing. It's so important that it sh we should never stop making movies about this. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The moral of Penelope is refreshing and ahead of its time. Sure, Penelope accepts who she is, but only after experiencing life for herself. Under the charge of her overbearing and critical mother, Penelope never even considered loving herself. She didn't break the curse for or because of another person. It turns out that your opinion of yourself matters more than anyone else's. Credits. There you go. That's the end. We're done. It's over. It's beautiful. Perfect. Is that a little bit more? Mm. Yeah. Uh. There, she's still not with the yeah. love interest yet. Oh, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> and with the curse broken, Jessica has one last chance at redemption, realizing that if she had just accepted her daughter as she was, then the curse 
would never have been a problem. But after a very short heart-to-heart, Jessica launches into her critical self again, suggesting that Penelope get a nose job. It's really funny. (laughs) It is. It is a really funny scene, but it's also just so frustrating. So tone deaf. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, she comes to her, she's like, I I failed as your mother because one of your own kind, if I had just accepted you for Mm -hmm. how you were, then the curse would have been broken years ago. And Penelope lets her mom off so easy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, you didn't know. You didn't know. Oh, no. No, Penelope. (laughs) No, she's correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's 100% right. And at any yep. point in time when Penelope was like, man, mom, all these suitors running and screaming and breaking windows to get away from me is really bad for my mental health. <laughs> and Jessica's like, yeah, but we're going to do like 15 more. And I hope, I hope yeah. you're okay we're with gonna that. We're going to keep going until we find one that doesn't run. Yeah, so. just we're just going to keep going. We'll we're we're going to watch you on a monitor like you're in a zoo. <laughs> we're going to lock you away in a room. One of my favorite little scenes is when the... <laughs> The matchmaker, she's got this whole list of mm. the 15 people or so that, that Penelope wants to put all in the same room. Yeah. Yes. And yes. she's like, oh, here's a gym and here's a so-and-so and all that. And the mom's just like, okay, good. Yes, fine. She's like, and there's a Jack. The mom's like, okay, good. She's like, the Ripper. And then the mom's like, yep, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's like, oh my so, God. She yeah. does not she care. She does not even care. Yeah, it doesn't matter who it is. Doesn't matter. But yeah, this scene is so, you know, it's so close. She's so close. Mm-hmm. She even tells Penelope she misses the nose. I miss yeah. it too. Mm. Do you? No. I don't think you, you are do. Lying. I don't think totally you're lying. Totally lying. <laughs> Penelope might. I think yeah. I think I would. Mm-hmm. If I were in that yeah. situation, yeah. I think I would. She lived her whole life with it and mm-hmm. had finally grown to accept mm-hmm. it. Yeah. When it, yeah. when and then it it's gone. Taken away. Yeah. Penelope and her great great grandfather were in two very different situations. Yes. But both of them were kind of victims of the life, like the family that they were born into. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. somebody who is in love gets somebody pregnant. And rejects them simply because the family tells them to. Right. Is not someone that loves themselves. Yeah. And Penelope was in the same situation yeah. where she did not love herself. So she was willing to do whatever she w- could to just make the family happy, i.e., yeah. her mother. And so they're both in very similar situations. So her breaking the curse the way she does is a perfect conclusion mm-hmm. to that yeah. story. So it's it's like the witch chose the perfect curse for this situation. Yeah. yeah. It's not the power of the curse, it's the power you give the curse. During a narrated montage, we see Penelope move out of the home and start a job as a teacher. How? We don't know. Oh, yeah. It's we not important. We don't, we don't <laughs> even know. Well, I mean, she'd been taught. She'd been done in a lot of school. Maybe she yeah. had a certificate. We also learn that the butler is the witch that cast the curse generations ago. And she then removes Jessica's voice before walking out on the family. So the butler, Jake, was hired 25 years ago when Penelope was born. Mm-hmm. Yes. And decides to leave. Now that the curse is lifted, she does not need to be there anymore. Nope. So the witch walks on out, and as she leaves, she decides to just steal the voice of Jessica. <laughs> and Jessica never gets it back. No, not that she, we see. Yeah, yep. at least not not by the end. Wanda alerts Penelope about Max slash Johnny and updates her on why he rejected her proposal. So she so she heads to the bar where he works for a Halloween party with Annie to confront him. Even though she's wearing a pig mask, the Penelope costume is big this year. <laughs> Which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's totally what would happen yes, in that's real exactly life. Exactly what would happen. Johnny figures out who she is. The two embrace, and he's surprised to see that the curse is broken. Now, the two of them can be together after growing and becoming complete independently. Neither one needs to fix or change the other, and they are free to start a relationship in a much healthier place than before. Yeah. It's so satisfying. Yes. <laughs> it's so satisfying. Yes. Because part of me was like, oh, I want it right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I want, they're so cute together already. I want mm-hmm. it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But making you wait the entire movie and them fixing themselves. Yeah. And it's just, ooh, yeah. it's so 
It's really Satisfying. nice. It's a, I like this idea. It's a rom-com, but they spend the majority of the movie not together. They mm-hmm. spend yeah. the majority of the movie apart, yeah. becoming better people, mm-hmm. and then at the end, they end up together. Yes. Yeah. So they each have their own complete stories, and I think that's really nice. They had their cake and ate it, too. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're together for now. Yeah. They're happily yes. ever after for now. Yes. Yeah. I think it's really funny the way they that she confronts him too <laughs> with the mask on and yeah. in his apartment I guess mm-hmm. it seems like he lives a, above the bar or something mm-hmm. and he's about to move or leave when she you know starts slowly dropping hints as to who she is yeah, yeah. and then finally he's like looks over at his piano he's like I knew it was piano like, it's like <laughs> you like, lied to me you can't you know it was a great call back. yeah it's perfect yeah. you can't question who it is now because yeah. that's the only person who ever tried to guess what instrument he played yeah it's a it's a great comeback. yeah it's a sweet little it's, it's a sweet little moment oh, yeah yeah it's just oh you can tell he's just I, been waiting for her to come yeah. back. And yeah. I, I watched that scene multiple times, I will say. It's yeah. so cute. It is. It's so cute. Yeah. I rewound a couple, you know. So the reception on this movie <laughs> might be a little different than, you know, past movies we yeah. talked about. Um, yes. So Mark Polanski considered this film low budget with only $15 million. He enjoyed the challenge as it meant that he had to do some creative problem solving. Worldwide, Penelope pulled in only about $21 million, making back the budget, but not enough money to be deemed a success. Yeah. We already mentioned the critical reception to this film, but it bears repeating. Critics hated Penelope. Or at least... Heavily disliked it. They did not like this movie. (laughs) Peter Bradshaw of The Guardian said, I can truthfully say that watching this abysmal fantasy comedy is less rewarding than being slapped across the face with a large, wet fish. (laughs) That is harsh, guys. I think that that might be the critical equivalent of jumping out of a glass window. (laughs) After seeing a pig face, yes, right. He was in a bad mood that day. Yeah, he got his. He's got a real bee in his bottom about this movie. He he went right for the gut. (laughs) It was challenging to find positive reviews of the film written just after its release, but more recent reviews from independent sources tend to be more favorable. Maybe the world wasn't ready to embrace Penelope in two thousand eight. Would the film have done better today? Yeah, probably. I think so. I think so, too. I think it would have done better today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think this, we talked about how people think this kind of moral is cheesy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think now Mm -hmm. people really need this one. Yeah. Yeah. They really need this, and I think they really (laughs) embrace this. Yes. Mm -hmm. What we should do, do. (laughs) if you're listening right now, go to um, IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes or whatever you want. And put in an audience review, <laughs> and we're going to boost that boy. I think, really, a lot of people that were leaving reviews more f- recently were a lot of fresh reviews. Those were yeah, a lot of better. Yeah, I, it really was people, right when it first came out, they just were, they did not they like not this ready. movie. And after a few years, people have been able to kind of sit on it, I guess, yeah. and revisit it. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a cult classic or by any means. It's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not this huge film. Yeah. But maybe, you know, I think people should watch it. If yeah, if you have seen it and you didn't like it, watch it again. Yeah. Uh, if you'll you reco- haven't seen it. You'll recognize more faces in it. Yeah. Probably. If you haven't seen it, I'm sorry we spoiled it for you. Yeah. It's very satisfying to actually watch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're great at telling it, but watching it is... Totally it's much to more fun to watch it yeah. than yeah. listen to us go on and on. So, <laughs> Penelope is what Reese Witherspoon's Type A studio built it to be. It's a modern day fairy tale taking place in a surreal universe with themes of love and acceptance. It employs classic tropes from the romance genre, but there's a fun twist for every predictable plot. The film has a quirky and magical aesthetic, 
with a brilliant cast and an entertaining story. Sure, it's not perfect, and critics had some valid concerns. But just as Penelope's blue-blooded suitors overreacted to her charming nose, critics seemed to be unfair to this film. It turns out Penelope isn't as hideous as they thought. So that's going to do it. That is going to be our first case of 2022 closed. There we go. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We did it perfectly. No mess ups. Yeah, nope. (sighs) Thank you guys so much for listening. But before we go, we'd like to thank our patrons. Joel, John, Jacob, Jacqueline, JD, Anthony, Shelly, Linda, Bob, Carlos, and Jaron. Yay! <laughs> thank, thank you, you all. Thank you so much, guys. So very much. You don't know how much of a help you are. <laughs> you are you are such a big help. You can now buy us a popcorn at buymeacoffee.com slash diary. If you're feeling up to it, that'd be swell. And thank you to all who support us, whether it be through listening, telling a friend, or donating. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And This movie gives a message to everyone out there listening, and even if you're not listening, you need to know, you know, learn to love yourself, because it's an amazing thing, and it it makes everything better. So go check out Penelope, wherever you can find it. Thank you for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye. Happy birthday, Becky. It's not the power of the curse, it's the power you give the curse.